views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. So you remember that earlier this week, Anne-Marie chatted to Orla Keegan from the Irish Hospice Foundation about opening up conversations about grief, bereavement and death with family members and friends. I had two aunts who died very recently and I was driving home with my mum from the funeral and again we were sitting side by side so not face to face and sometimes conversations are easier in, in, in that way and she said well it brings it all home to you doesn't it and so rather than me saying oh yeah sure that's life it's tough it's sad I, I, I asked her well, what, what did it bring home to you well, that I'm of the same age and it'll be me next. Uh, okay. And I said, how does that make you feel? And she said, well, you know, I'm I'm not afraid. I just hope that it won't be long and drawn out. And I mean, that's a very I, I'm, I'm intimate conversation that I had with her. But what I felt at the time is I went with the conversation rather than close it down. Mm. So that would be, to me, that's the big message. Don't close down a conversation if it arises. You're, you're so right. I think that's the best bit of advice I've ever heard. And everyone's, you know, been at a funeral and things come up in the aftermath if people go for tea or coffee or a meal afterwards. And that's where people are more relaxed and have the chat. Yeah. And that's the time, yeah. possibly, to talk about to the things start. that are difficult to talk about, that people run away yeah. from. That's exactly it. And if I could stand, extend that into, into bereavement as well, um, that, that during the pandemic, 60,000 people died in Ireland, because we know usually every year 30,000 people die. Um, so we extrapolate from that that there's at least 10 people who are affected by a death so at least 10 bereaved people so in Ireland over the past two years 600,000 people have been bereaved and there are friends there are neighbours there are people in our work place and um, we, we owe it to them not to forget that that's happened to them and every now and again just reach out and say look how are you doing um, I, I, I remember that your mum died and I couldn't go to the funeral. Um, how has it been for you? You know, I think one thing that we can do is be there for, for people. And our survey showed us that 67% of people have a greater awareness now of grief and the impact of loss um, due to the pandemic. Well, that was Orla Keegan from the Irish Hospice Foundation chatting to Anne-Marie about their research which shows the pandemic has changed attitudes towards dying, death and bereavement. We're joined now by Karen Charnley from the All-Ireland Institute of Hospice and Palliative Care and good morning to you. Good morning, Joe. Karen, you're looking for new volunteers for a forum called Voices for Care. Tell me first what Voices for Care is. So Voices for Care was established in 2013 by the All-Ireland Institute of Hospice and Palliative Care. It was set up to learn from people's personal experience of palliative care and to inform and influence palliative care on the island of Ireland. So we work with the group of volunteers and they very much inform the work, our own work, the work of our 27 partners and key stakeholders, including policymakers, hospices, researchers and educators. And they've all greatly benefited from the insights and experiences of Voices for Care members. This might sound like a slightly unusual question, but you mentioned you're an all-island body. Um, 
do you notice any differences in the sort of responses you get north and south or, or is it all pretty similar? In terms of that for volunteer, well, our, our Voices for Care group has, uh, we have members from both uh, Ireland and uh, Northern Ireland and we have very positive responses to, to the request from volunteers but we also have very good engagement with the health systems in both jurisdictions as mm. well. So who do you want to hear from now? We'd like to hear from people with life-limiting illnesses. Now, it's obviously very difficult for them, but we want to hear from people with life-limiting illnesses, carers or former carers of people uh, with palliative care uh, needs, or citizens or people with an interest in palliative care. And what we're asking for them to, if they would volunteer uh, to be part of our Voices for Care group and to bring their experiences and their voices uh, to inform our work. Um, I suppose it's worth mentioning that our Voices for Care group, we meet um, and it's great to be able to return to face-to-face meetings. So we meet as uh, we meet twice a year, but we also engage with our members on online meetings. Uh, we share documents with them and we involve them in lots of opportunities from uh, research projects to getting involved in raising awareness of the benefits of palliative care and to um, giving their views on education programs so there's lots of different opportunities that they can choose to get involved in but obviously we understand at times maybe there's some that they can't get involved in as well so it's a voluntary group right we're trying to karen charnley from the all ireland institute of hospice and palliative care and presumably you learn a lot from this sort of direct experience we learn hugely from this uh, form of direct experience, but as well as more importantly, um, it really has an impact on um, the future of palliative care services. So um, members of our Voices for Care have been involved in, say, the National Clinical Programme for Palliative Care and in informed in work that's going to inform the development of the palliative care policy for adults. So really, the members of the group have the opportunity to really use their voice to shape developments in the area. Right. We are lucky in Limerick, um, I think, compared yeah. to maybe some other parts of the country, we have the excellent Milford Hospice and, and we yeah. also have their care in the community and that's supplemented by other organisations as well. Of course, not every part of Ireland is quite that lucky. Well, there are palliative care services across uh, the Republic of Ireland, but indeed Milford Care Centre is a centre of excellence uh, for palliative care. Um, so there's, uh, you know, there's community palliative care services across uh, across the uh, Republic. There are a few areas where there aren't inpatient units, and I know the HFC and uh, voluntary organisations are looking to meet those needs. And talking to people from Milford Hospice, especially over the last few years, they've indicated that there has been a massive shift in palliative care, how it's carried out, our attitudes towards it, the fact that they often say people will come in and out to their hospice maybe multiple times over many years, even though they are technically um, in an end of life illness situation. Well, and I suppose, well, palliative care focuses on helping a person of any age with a life-limiting illness to live well, seeking to, to help them achieve the best quality of life as their illness progresses. So it might be that a person might go in, for example, to Milford Care Centre for respite care and then return home, or, um, and that they might receive home care support in their home. So I suppose the palliative care, it's, it's not just all about the end of life. 
um, those final days. But obviously the services are there for that as well. Okay, Karen, well, I suspect that there will be people listening to us this morning who'd like to put their hand up for Voices for Care. How can they get in touch? Um, it'd be great if you can download the form on our website, which is www.aiihpc.org or email info at aiihpc.org or call um, our phone number, which is 01491 2948. That's 01491-2948. And my colleague Martina will be delighted to take the details and to either email them or uh, send the form in the post to them. We'd be really delighted if people would get in touch. Okay. Well, applicants, by the way, must be 18 years over at the time of application. And you've given a reasonable run of time here because uh, this will close the process on the 9th of May, Monday, the 9th of May, 2022. So, a few weeks still for people to make up their minds. Uh, But thank you very much for talking to us this morning and for uh, your excellent work as well in this often difficult area. That's Karen Charnley from the All-Ireland Institute of Hospice and Palliative Care. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.